You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with guest number 556 for Monday, June 29th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Let's do a show. Hey, everybody. It's Stevie in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio uh, here celebrating Wolfcast number 556. Joining us this evening, uh, my good friend Todd Pearson from Kansas. He's over here in that corner. Todd, say hi. Greetings and wearing the red trunks. Nice. Wearing the red trunks tonight. And then in the bright blue and yellow trunks, uh, our man Alex from Boston. He's over in the other corner. Hi, guys. I'm finally out of the stomach flu. So I'm super <laughs> yes. pumped right nice. now. Got rid of all the bad clams. Yeah. Too yeah. many. Yeah. Right, Alex, gonna... Alex is, for those of you who aren't really aware, Alex is a little bit of a delicate flower, so it doesn't. Take, <laughs> I am. It doesn't take much, and he's just like he's gone for a week. We just need to tell you there's a there's a there's a lesson you have to learn at some point in life is never ever ever eat seafood on an airplane. Yes. <laughs> Didn't you ever see the movie Airplane? <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like I didn't eat seafood. Or I wasn't on an airplane. <laughs> this is like the, no, no. What happened is that I was on an airplane on Thursday. And then I went to New York on Friday, and I eat, ate seafood on Friday. So maybe that's what happened. Like the mix of plain and seafood at uh, yeah. a 40, or 40 hours interval. Just bad. If, you've ever, if you've never seen the movie Airplane itself, first of all, you need to see that movie Airplane. <laughs> this goes to everybody who's listening right now. You need to see the movie Airplane. Um, and, and then number two, the takeaway is you don't eat seafood on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing about the stomach flu is that I lost eight pounds in, uh, in four days. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating that's for the record you <laughs> yeah. totally cheating yeah yeah and you didn't have eight pounds to lose so you should just eat, che- eat cheeseburgers for us <laughs> when i came back to work yesterday we we're like are you are you okay people <laughs> because i've lost so much weight like in such a short time we we're like are you are you fine i'm like yeah, yeah i'm totally fine it's just it's just you look so thin now anyways oh candy bars in your lunch bag there alex and you'll be uh rain in no time <laughs> anyway we're not talking about that uh, tonight tonight Ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the clubman pretty much entirely and nothing else, except we did have a really nice interview with a motoring advisor. Uh, we're going to save that for the end of the show. A uh, very nice fellow by the name of Tony from Mini of Murray, one of our favorite Mini Cooper dealers. Uh, we're going to be talking to him later on. Before we do that, though, we are going to talk about the Clubman. We are going to talk about Mini rebranding, and um, I, I will probably somehow figure out a way to mention his GP. No, so I mentioned it during the interview. That was it. So. Oh, see, there, there it was right there. Okay, so, so he's covered. So <laughs> Check so, that box uh, up. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> it's, out of, it's out of his system, so he's good. Drink. Okay. There you go. So before we do that, let's, uh, cover, let's uh, pay some bills. Let's uh, talk about one of the sponsors here before we get started, and let's remind you guys about our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. You've already signed up for the email newsletter. If you have, you already know what I'm about ready to tell you about. And that, of course, uh, OutMotoring.com is now carrying Pilates driving shoes. They're actually they're one back. of the few. They're back. They were gone. The Pilates went belly up. And then somebody came along and said, hey, these are great shoes. Let's buy them. We're a cool company. We're strong. We're powerful. We have more money than they did. They brought them back. Almotoring.com, one of the few places you can actually get the legendary Pilates driving shoe. Great prices on them, too. You can click that, click over and you can find those. You can also find uh, the AEM intake, which is a very nice piece. You can also find some fanciness like the Mini Wings door lock badge. 
if for just because you can't help yourself, I suppose. I don't know why you'd actually want this, but it's actually a mini wing that goes over your door lock. And, and I know the girls will probably go, oh, that's really cute. I need to have that. And, and then um, door handle covers, which are super great way to just jazz up the outside of your car. It's a little cover. It goes, snaps right on the outside of your door cover. Just right there. Done and done. Super great stuff. All that stuff available at outmotoring.com plus a whole bunch more click over to the website that's the mini cooper parts superstore you guys know right it's like amazon.com but for mini cooper stuff everything that you want besides the pilates shoes they had the uh, those fancy puma leather shoes they've got the hats and the shirts and the watches and all the other things for your person they have all the car care products that you want and uh, plus all the other parts that you want to make your mini go faster look cooler um or be more efficient including like regular maintenance parts uh air cleaners and uh, Oil, oil filters and all of that stuff available over at outmotoring.com. Don't forget when you're there, make sure you sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. Because what that does is you'll get the email news blast and every one of them has your 5% coupon code in it. It's right there. And you just go, oh, cool. I can order these Pilates shoes for 150 bucks, but I can save 5%. Who doesn't want that, right? I know I do. Done and done. Outmotoring.com. Mini, uh, mini Pilates shoes. No, mini performance speed and, uh, you know, style. That's outmotoring.com. And I endorse the Pilates shoes. I've got a pair that I've had for six years, and I love them. They're I'm, I'm actually reading Aaron's note here in the in the email, and he's got like five pairs. Yeah. I would have, but I bought them right before they went out of business, and then you just couldn't find them in size of 11 anymore. So Right. So I'm, it's like, I'm really excited. I'm like, well, They're dang, I'm going to have to get me some of these. I like, better make them in green. They've lasted. Uh, here's the other thing, too, is I don't wear them all the time, but they, they've lasted me like six or seven years, and they're still great shoes. Really? Yeah, they're and they're great driving shoes. Good feel for driving. So. Nice, nice. Uh, those, of course, the Pilates driving shoes over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring dot com. Boom. Maestro. Boom. Well, there's the news, but you know we know what the only news we're going to talk about this week. Only news we're talking about tonight is, uh, of course, we. We snuck some pictures out last week. It was a, a, a mini dealer in France. I'm sure somebody lost their job, but they uh, previewed <laughs> the photos of the club, their, the mini of France. They at least uh, got a good spanking because it was France. So. At the very least. So they, they debuted the pictures on Facebook uh, more than 24 hours early. Oops. Yeah. yeah. Alex, they probably got a... Actually, Todd snagged them, so Alex could put them over on I snagged them because I knew they'd be coming down, and sure enough, they did. Like, did they come down? Yeah, they came down a couple hours later. Yeah. So after Alex, after we posted them on motoring, motoring file, <laughs> <laughs> the minute I saw the pictures of this car, Todd Todd starts texting them to me. He's, "Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And I am start looking at this car without the swirly graphics, and it did not take long. And I am already deeply in love with this automobile. Uh, as I think, I, I gotta say, yeah, I think we all are. Um, I I am I am very much in love with this car more than just about any mini in the last you know probably five years. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing I wanted to say, one thing I uh, I pointed out to in Monongfall is that we haven't seen. Obviously, we're not. I mean, there was not so much surprise in the fact that you know this. It looks like what it looks like because of uh, what we've seen in Geneva more than a year ago. <clears throat> but uh, p- putting this aside, I think we have not, we haven't seen so much enthusiasm about a mini since the Rocketman, and coincidentally, the Rocketman was the smallest mini uh, mini all caps ever, and the Clubman, this new Clubman, is the biggest mini all caps you know ever. So Which, that's like interesting in the extreme. People are very excited about those two cars, but what's in the middle right now, not so much. Well, and it's funny because I think the the, the detractors from this, you know, people who are like, it's too big, it's bigger than a countryman. It is, and I will say this specifically, it's about seven inches longer than a countryman and only a half an inch wider 
the body itself. Now, I'm not including the mirror caps, but the right. actual length, the width of the body is only a half an inch wider than a countryman. And it's shorter by, I want to say, seven or eight inches um, uh, than the countryman. So it's not as tall, but it's going to feel a little bit bigger. It's going to feel longer. I mean, seven inches longer than the countryman is pretty long. That's still pretty long. So th- that being said, I think what most people look at this and they say, even though it's big, and I've heard this consistently from people, is the proportions are right on this car. It just, at, least they, at least they appear to be right. Yeah, it just looks right. They've, it looks like they've managed to squish the front end back in a little bit so that it doesn't protrude so awkwardly like it does on the F56. Um, the way this car the the way it's rounded the way the tail looks the way the ass of this car looks it's got that fat ass but it looks really i don't know it's it a looks clubman that's it's supposed to yeah muscular i don't know the way this the whole way this car looks just looks i think just looks super sharp well and here's something I mean, it, that it's I, really yeah it's really well done because when i look I, I look at it from all angles and the the front overhang is still here but i just don't see it right. i just don't see it as i see it on the on the f56 and the f55 it's it's very it's very interesting Oh, you know right. why DB loves this car is because it was premiered in the closest color to, so his, velvet be- red. <laughs> to his beloved velvet red that right. we've seen since 2002. That's right. So great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the one thing. And I'll, I think- I'll take that one right there. Give me that one. And DB, you should use this picture for the, for the show uh, uh, photo this week. It's the one that I sent to you guys. It's a picture of the F56 on top in volcanic mm-hmm. orange and the picture of the F54 Clubman below. And I swear to you, the, the windshield itself, the rake of the Clubman, is more like a coupe and a roadster. It's way sharper than it is on the F56. And that changes the proportions and what you said about the overhang on the front. It makes it look different proportionally. It because the windshield doesn't... The windshield's not as uh, con- convex. Yeah, con- exactly. Yes, no, not, convex is word. Yeah. Not as convex on the Clubman as it is on the F56. So, so you're saying what? What basi- basically? It's like more natural. Like it's a more natural flow uh, to, to from the from the uh, from the windscreen to the hood of the car. It's very streamlined from basically yes. from the front of the bumper to the top of the car um, as it goes over. It looks more aerodynamic and more streamlined. Then traditionally, all minis have looked, even from the 50s, the original mini looked, it didn't look very aerodynamic at all. Now, when they came out with the R50 and R53, it did, but it was stylish still. And, uh, but always it looks a little like, you know, it's got a cabin on top of this car. But anyway. um, So before we move to the inside, um, I I want you guys to tell me one thing that you really, the one thing that you really like about the exterior and the one thing that you don't like so much, and I'll share mine afterwards. Um, for me, the one thing that I really like is, like I already mentioned, as the rear end of this car. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I think it just looks really – it just looks like it's well done and well put together. The one thing that I don't like about the exterior of this car, when you're looking at it through the side view, if you squint, it looks like a, a Honda Focus wagon. You mean the Honda uh, Accord wagon? No, I'm sorry. Ford Focus wagon. Ford Focus wagon. I'm, I'm, it looks like a Ford Focus wagon if you squint or if you look at it too quick and look away. There's got a little bit of Ford in it, and that kind of bothers me, just a skosh. It's got kind of that flexy edge, that Ford Flex, Ford and Edge. And Flex, more, more like Focus wagon hmm. when they were making the Focus as a wagon and whatever year that was. I, I glanced at it, I'm all, wait a minute, that looks like a Focus. Wait, no, it's a Clubman. So, I mean, it, maybe it's just a little bit too square in the front. Maybe that windshield rake thing is throwing me off. I don't know, but just I'm sure uh, – it's totally me just being me, but 
that's the only thing is that 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 side view it just looks kind of pedestrian that's interesting um i'm gonna say this is just gonna be weird but from a from a design standpoint uh for me my favorite thing about the exterior of this car is the redesigned scuttle over the uh the the a pill the a panel if you will which is that little triangular shaped area behind mm-hmm. um behind the front wheel where the scuttle lives um i am a fan of the redesign of that because i'm not a huge fan on the f56 how the whole thing kind of jets in and it's mm-hmm. like a, a giant indentation or dent in the car, if you will. Well, they've mm-hmm. done away with that on the Clubman, and I think it makes it a lot more streamlined down the side. Well, and it still looks like a dent to me. Nope. it's All it is is it's a, it's a tiny indentation, the shape of that scuttle. There's a couple of close-ups over in the gallery at Motoring File. Oh, those and, now. And you can see one of that, the side scuttle, and the whole thing is flush. And I'm like, oh, that looks so much better. So much better. So. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite aspect. The, the one that I'm not sure about is the giant, and I mean giant, fuel door cover. It's giant. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed it. Oval, it's egg-shaped. And this is a Cooper S that we're looking at, uh, or that I'm looking at right now. And it appears that on the Clubman, they're all going to be like a convertible where they all had the flap door. You know, <laughs> traditionally the Cooper S has an exposed gas cap, and the oh, Cooper right. has the door flap that opens, right? And it, except on the convertible, on the convertible, they all had the flap, a Cooper and Cooper S. And I think that's where they went on the, the Clubman also. They both have this flap door, but it looks ginormous. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I like and I hate the one and the same thing. That's, uh, that's going to be weird. I mean, that, you guys, yeah. I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. Alex hates the front end. Hang on. Alex hates the front end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. That front end is so well done, and so that's I love it so much because it looks like uh, looks like the Rocketman. It looks like the the Clubman concept, right? It's exactly it's what sleek. it's supposed to be like. Yep. And this is not a design prowess, honestly. Like any sensible designer would have designed it this way, I think. Uh, and that's also the thing I hate the most because why why has it been done on, just on the Clement? Why didn't they start with this thing in the first place on the F56 and the F55? Those cars would look so much better. And and proof of that is, is the regular Cooper, the F56. The F56, I think, looks amazing. Again, I, I repeat myself, but I see this F56 sitting on the on the street like of my uh, of my apartment uh, uh, every day, and this car looks amazing. So that's it. <laughs> I need to get this out also on my system. He loves the front end and he hates the front end at the same time. I think it's growing on him. Yeah. But no, you're right. The the front end of this Clubman looks so much better than it does. It does. Like this is the way the F56 should look. I don't know. Yes. Should just retrofit the F56 and the F55 back so that it has this front end. Okay, so yeah. let's let's touch on the highlights. This is the USA Today version of what you should know about the new Clubman like the the big things, the big things on this car. And so I'm going to highlight a couple. And for me, one is the fully electric seats on this car. On the front, uh, the front seats, awesome. the, the driver and passenger, six-way electric uh, uh, seats, which to me screams premium. And right. before you get in the Mini and everything feels premium about the car, except you're like, oh, I need to change this seat. And I'm left pulling on this stupid metal bar that sticks out. 
right. it just seems so archaic. It like it belongs in an army jeep from the fifties for crying out loud. Hey now, don't be talking trash on the army jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is more sophisticated, if you will, and more upscale with the electric seats. So that's that's one thing. Number two, that was never mentioned in anything in this, and I pointed it out to Alex at one point, is if you look on one of the interior shots of the... Um, oh, uh, wait a minute. I think I know where you're going. Keep going, but I think I just noticed it. It's got dual USB ports. Yeah. Well, that wasn't... Ooh, so. That was that not was in the cool. memo, but you can see clearly two USB ports. I'm looking at one of the interior shots. It's kind of shot from ground level up, and I'm looking at the roof. This car has a sunroof, yeah. and it looks like there might be some kind of solid cover for the sunroof. There is, the yeah, there is enough room there, so we don't, we're not sure about that whether it's got a solid cover or not. But yeah, I think there's room for it, and that would scream more upscale. To Dual me USB ports, that's pretty strong. Um, and no more e-brake handle. They've gone to an electric e-brake, which is you push a button and it puts the emergency brake on, and uh, you push the button again and it releases it. I don't know. I, I know in the BMWs that it, like you put the car in gear if you have an automatic, it does not automatically release the parking brake. A lot of cars do that. The BMWs don't, and I don't think the Mini will either. I think it will yell at you and go, you can't start driving. The emergency brake is still on, or the parking brake is still on. You'll have to press that button again, and it will release. So not everybody's going to like that. It takes some getting used to, but it is something that makes the car feel a little more upscale. Nice. Um, what else have we got on the highlights? The If you have the Comfort Access, if you, if you choose Comfort Access with this car, a simple wave of your foot underneath the back of it is going to open the rear doors. Nice. Oh, rad. Yeah, yeah. BMW stuff, that I know it. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty great. I think it would be just as awesome if it closed the doors, like the uh, the lid on a lot of BMWs. You press the button and it closes the trunk for you. Um, if you know what though, and the way the doors open on the on this club is really nice. If you watch, there's a uh, three videos that Alex posted. Yeah. Uh, uh, exterior, interior, and one other, and I forgot the other one. Sorry, but there's one there that actually shows the opening of the barn doors. Like here's how they open in, like the original one, just kind of rah, rah. here's how they open in the. Uh, in the uh, the R56 version, the R55 went rah, rah, and then here's how they open it. It's like, oh, hey, that looks fancy. They are very cool. And if you look at the back of this car, I just literally noticed this before we started doing the show. The uh, the new Clubman, the, the rear wipers are within the glass of the rear doors. On the previous Clubman, the rear wipers were coming out. They were based out of the metal in the door. There was a hole cut in the metal. Yeah. And yeah. this really cleans up the lines of the back of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's but, move on. Yeah. Um, also available with the new Clubman, for those of you who have not actually read any of this stuff, is uh, this is going to be the first Mini available with the 8-speed Steptronic transmission in the S. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's pretty strong. It is. It's going to increase the fuel efficiency on the S and uh, probably make it a little quicker. It's yep. still going to be a slow car because this car weighs, and a lot of people are complaining, oh, it weighs 500 pounds more. Well, those of you who are complaining about this car, first of all, just stop. Yeah, just stop it. It's a beautiful car. And <laughs> if you hate the car, go complain about something else on a message board. Well, it's okay. not for you, and that's the thing, too. Yeah, is So just go look at GTI. I, I could sit around and complain about a Ford F-150, but that car is not for me, okay? Right. I don't care. 
So don't voice your opinion. It's, cool. it's no longer cool to be that guy who yeah. hates. Agreed. It really isn't. <laughs> I put up a blog post about this a long time ago. I'm going to relink it up. Agreed, agreed. Um, that is something new. Uh, here's the other thing that I think is new. Mini Connected is going to be standard on, on all the models, uh, whichever screen you get, the, the small one or the big screen. Right, and, and, you're gonna, and that's going to include stre- uh, stereo Bluetooth. Yeah, the streaming Bluetooth audio now is standard. Hallelujah. Yeah. Freaking is- finally. It's about freaking time. Yeah. So here's the th- here's the thought here. So so we highlighted those things as far as these are the technological thing. And then there's all kinds of extra LED lights in this car, and there's 12 speakers yeah. for the stereo. But I think we highlighted the the big major things that make this car feel more premium. Well, here, and if you look at the inside, just the the rear seats in general, they look comfortable. They look comfortable. Looks like. It's like, uh, I want to spend some time in the backseat of this car. That looks pretty rad. I mean, that looks yeah. super comfortable to me. So here's my thought. is do you think a little small, but I think I'd be okay with that. Do you think the Clubman is now going to be the high end of the Mini? Oh, yeah. It's going to be like the luxury end of it, and then some of the things like the electric seats. Luxury. Luxury is not really the right word. It's going to be the... Premium. Uh, okay, I I'll like, use the word premium. This will be... I'd like to think that this is going to be the premium Mini. It's just like okay, look, you want the you want the fast go kart like mini. You're going to get the hardtop. You want the fast go kart like mini, but you need to carry more people. Oh, you'll get the four door. Uh, you need to go off road, or you just want to ride higher because you can't help yourself. You'll get the countryman. And it's like, oh, you're like pretty fandango. Yeah, boom, we have your car right here. The mini Cooper. I want Club. the I want the premium though. I want the power seats. I want the twelve speaker. You I look know. at the inside of this car, and I'm just I am completely blown away. It's just like, it just looks. Nice. Yeah, and here's something also because this is going to segue into what we're talking about. We're, well, we aren't done talking about the Clubman yet, but what happened at the same time that the Clubman came out this past Wednesday was that Mini announced um, kind of a corporate rebranding, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, everything from the logo. And we mentioned this a week ago on last week's show, and right. I don't know if we posted this, but you could see it. Um, and now you see the new Mini logo if you go to miniusa.com/clubman. Uh, you'll see the new mini logo and the new type style and everything that we talked about last week. Okay, so uh, uh, with that, those two big things that happened and how this car is going more premium. You know what they're saying. Where was I going with this? What did, how, what did I start? You wanted no. to start about the rebranding, I think. Yeah. Let me start talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the the rebranding on this and 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 what's going to happen with the clubman and the advertising that goes along with it. It just feels like they're shifting kind of their market towards someone else as opposed to what it used to be. Right. There, uh, with I think that with the clubman and if you look at this car, this car has just if you just do if you just look at the exterior of this car in the color that they chose and I think they chose this color for a reason because it's that it's that wine merlot color right yeah, it's this, very classy yeah. yeah it's very classy this car dare I say sophisticated and that's what they're going for it really that, is is that the right word this car looks this car looks premium it looks fancy for lack of a better term, this car looks like this looks like a high quality, high class car. This looks like cars so you'd see somebody get out and be like some beautiful supermodel or like some guy wearing like a super expensive suit. I don't know. Some people would still argue with that. I, not me. I agree with you, but I think some people would still argue. They're like, it's a station wagon, though. Cool people. Don't yeah. Drive so I was, I was, yeah, I was getting to this. Go, go ahead, Todd, and I'll add something to it. I, I think some people will say, "Oh, cool people don't drive station wagon." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 not at all. Really cool people drive station wagons." And actually, not at all because this isn't a station wagon. 
Yeah, it's this is a Mini Cooper Clubman. Yeah, it is, but for the most part, it's very wagon like. Mm, yeah, yes. but uh, it, it's not. But it's not a wagon. I agree. I agree. Go so um, so um, you know, when when just right before we talk about the rebranding, you know, there's there's been also some uh, some uh, conversations about the the positioning of the car itself in in regards to uh, uh, its competitors, right? And uh, <clears throat> when you look in lengths, and when you read, you know, some of the quotes from uh, BMW exec- BMW Mini executive right there, going uh, against like the the Golf. And I'm like, why are you saying this? I mean, it makes sense in length, but the type of car, like the you know the the metal, like it's it's not a hatchback. It's a it's I mean it's a wagon at the end of the day, and also uh, golf is not a luxury car. No, it's and not so a premium I, car. I don't either. understand this this comparison. First of all, luxury is the wrong word again. I think the, I premium. Think yeah, it's not premium car. Yeah, yeah. BMW 7 Series or a Mercedes Blends, Mercedes Benz E Class. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. Um, and then I am not sure. So, so this, 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 you know, rebranding has been in the work for some time because um, I think this is why that was part of the of the design philosophy when they when the the Geneva concept, you know, came out uh, more than a year ago. Uh, and so I'm I'm wondering like why the Clement specifically, like why this car specifically, and also I'm wondering what is the future of the four door because well, of this car. Why, why not this car? I think I think here's here's because here's, of because wagon. That's that's why. I mean, I know you guys are gonna say I and I agree with you, right? But like America doesn't agree with us. No, like no, no, only no. us and journalists think this is really cool a wagon. And I I know you're saying wagon, but. I think station. I close my eyes and I think station wagon, and I think country squire with the fake wood paneling, right? The seat yes. in the back, that, that the seat in the back that that let the kids look out the back with the the window. If you had the fancy one, it had the automatic window in the back for the t- <laughs> and it had a tailgate like a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, and it had that big long expanse of storage space for the, either the third row seat or for sheets of plywood, whichever exactly. you needed to carry in the back of your station wagon. Exactly. I grew up, my parents had an Oldsmobile station wagon. And so did my parents. We had a weird avocado green that yeah. nobody wanted. We yeah. had one of those. And it was it was, it was giant. It, but was I, than, it was as big as a half-ton pickup truck. But you look at this, and I'm, I'm, I'm convinced this car doesn't look like a wagon. There's something about this car that just looks. It's a little more elegant. and uh, That's the word I've been looking for. This car, something about it just looks elegant. And something I noticed that nobody has mentioned yet, and I haven't seen on the specifications yet, are what size the tires are. Because there's a picture um, in the gallery of the car, and I'm used to looking at, at tires, uh, that it, they look wider than, than 7 inches. It does. Um, they, they do, yeah. They really do. And I'm wondering because they increased the track of this car. They do um, look like 17s because and I can just tell that by the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no question that. But And they, they aren't showing this car with the 19-inch optional tires. Um, on one of the de- the design story over on Motoring File where you see uh, Anders Warming and, and I don't know who the two other gentlemen are. Uh, Peter um, Peter Schwarzenbauer yeah. and um, Sebastian Sebastian Mackinson. Yeah, that's it. So uh, when you see that, they're standing around a car with 19-inch wheels on it, which it looks fantastic, by the way. Those are the JCW wheels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the JCW wheels. It 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 looks they look amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, but they, it just seemed like the the tires are wider to me. So that's just something to for discussion that comes out to you. Now let's move on. Um, you know, we've covered the highlights of the Clubman. 
the the rebranding, the corporate rebranding, which what we've seen is the logo, this little video of the uh, the tattoo guy that we talked about last week. The new club and webpage. Of course, and the new club and webpage, which gives kind of the look and feel of the new mini. There's a lot of uproar among enthusiasts right now about I miss I miss the days of not normal and the quirkiness of that. And from what we are told, that Mini is getting away from that. Um, don't get your panties in a bunch because the car is <laughs> the car is still a Mini. What you love, the car is still going to be a great car. Okay, that their marketing push is not for you. All right, they're not marketing you because you already own the Mini. You're probably on yeah. your third or fourth Mini by this point. You love the car, you love the brand, and you don't buy it because of the advertising and the marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what they're doing is trying to upscale this marketing a little bit, from what we're told, away from a car that is referred to as frivolous or or girly or, or cute. cute or yes. toy-like, okay? Yes. And that's a public perception. And another public perception is that people don't realize there's something more than just the Mini Cooper. They just think of the hardtop. And they don't really even think of a countryman, even though it's been out for five years. So there's, there's going to be a big push, and especially with the club, and I think it's the perfect choice for this, to start marketing towards uh, a new kind of people and in a new way. Dare, dare we say something uh, equivalent to uh, starting over? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, I applaud them for that. I think it's necessary because... They really, back in 2002, when they came out with the all black and it was cheeky and it was fun, it was like the, the and was SUV. Retro, and retro was cool because there was the PT Cruiser and this and the, uh, the Fiat and the HHR and whatever else there was at the time. Yeah, and all the advertising. But now everybody's done that. Everybody's gone to the black and, and all that. And so Mini is like, we're getting lost in this sea of copycats of people mm-hmm. who copied Mini. And I totally get that and I totally 100% agree with it and the need for a, a new design. I'm reserving judgment on it because we've only been teased with the Clubman site, right? right. This right. is going to be rolled out over the next two years, uh, right. so everybody can relax. But uh, I think the, at the core of it, the Mini is still going to remain the same and the spirit. But I really think those of us who, geez, I was in my, young, in my early 30s when I bought my first Mini. Yeah. You know what so I mean? I bought my first Mini. <laughs> Too. And now I'm going to be 50 in three years. Um, right. <laughs> I'm a completely different market. And and I didn't buy the car because of the marketing, although I thought it was cool. Um, no, I bought the car because of the car. And yeah. you'll hear this. as I don't know if you're going to include that as part of the interview, but when you were talking to uh, Tony, uh, it's just like the guy tossed the keys to an S and you just drove it and you're all, shit, I'm just going to buy this one. Right. Right, cause we didn't, because we because because that's the way that car was, and and not I'm, because some ad I thought was cute, or because there was something it made me laugh or anything like that. No, that's all secondary to it. And I think people need to relax just a little bit when they start being critical of. Oh, I think that's a stupid. They thing. still need to have something to get somebody to get people to go in and go. Go, let me drive this car. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's all of our jobs. Who we own the car, so we're the advantage. And, it, and, and it's you know there is a lot of comparison uh, to be made between uh, between you know various things. So what I said you know before the before the show began, I think the Mini is a uh, coming of age, right? And it's been 13 years since uh, the car has been back, and 13 years 13 year when you get 30 13 years old, uh, you know when you're Jewish, you do your bar mitzvah. So it's like Mini is having a bar mitzvah. You're becoming of age and be being a, a man or a woman, right? So that's so that's pretty funny. Well, it is almost uh, like Mini is becoming an adult with this car, and that's what we're saying. It's more sophisticated. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't so, mean it's not fun. <laughs> doesn't mean you can't have fun anymore. 
Ah, no, exactly, yeah. And uh, and also I see I see some comparison again. People are gonna be are gonna be saying like I'm the ultimate fanboy, but with with what Apple is doing, right? So they've been doing the like, when you look at the iPhone, right? They've been doing the iPhone like for you know for for many 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 years, but they know that the growth is not in the US or not necessarily from US customers, right? So what, some of the tweaks they made, especially in the colors, you know, coming up with the gold and and some of the very, it's always been high end. Let's be honest, you know, Apple has always been high end, but some of the gold, you know products when they're coming out with it's you know very much targeted towards you know an Asian an Asian audience right and so when I see the people the audience and demographics at some of the mini events I have have the chance to attend right uh, I see that the 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 entire let's say the lot of the parking of the you know people attending this the, the parking lot when I see all those people attending the, those events it's very much still in the R53s and the R56 cars not so much a 56. Granted, the car has been only out for a year, right? But still, it's not. It doesn't look like when you look at those people and when you look at the car they have, it doesn't look like it's going to be renewing to a brand new Mini like any any time soon. And so and so that's why again, like they are making this push, you know, more luxurious towards another kind of demographic and also you know trying to redefine the market that they defined in the first place and and we had that conversation about other topics earlier this week and, and if you don't you know redefine yourself every once in a while then you become the risk you know you, you get into the risk of being you know ignore or irrelevant or you know being still you know stick having that image you know sticking with you and this image of being a toy or being you know girly of being you know not serious and even i made this critic uh, a couple um, a while ago when I was, you know, still shopping BMW Mini. And I'm like, you know, sometimes the Mini looks, you know, it's like a toy. And when you look at a BMW, it's like a serious car. And when I look at this car and, and some of the videos, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos of the build uh, journalist. Yes. But it's the guy is sitting in the car and it looks like very robust. It looks like this is this is like like a car. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to express like this. But when, when you see someone sitting in it and the way, you know, the center stack his position and and this block of you know this block between the 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 driver and the passenger here in the middle like it's very much like a cocoon and everything it's very and with all the lights and everything and it's I, I love it I think this is a great effort and I think this is a this is like a new a new start for the brand and I look forward to see what it's going to be lo- looking like I, I think that's I think that's it and you know we're going to continue to talk about this and and I think what we're also going to continue to talk about is the fact that Mini's got so many different cars available it's not just one car anymore is that it's like chevrolet chevrolet has everything from a corvette to a a giant suv you know uh, to that spark or yeah yeah they've got all and they're not marketing the same way to every one of those kind of cars nor should many anymore they're not going to appeal to one type of customer they need to go about the marketing and say listen we've got a car for you you know so that's (laughs) take that for (laughs) And one more thing, and um, and you know, there's been you know uh, talks and rumors about the Super Legera, and I very much think that seeing this car and seeing the rebranding and the strategy, uh, you know, uh, supporting it, I very much think that the very first few months of sales of the car are going to. Uh, support or not support decision to make the super legera because you're gonna have a new kind of population coming to mini and those folks are gonna be like 
I'm gonna buy this one for I don't know for me maybe my for the kids for my, you know for for I don't know for my wife or because I need convenience and I, I'm gonna need a weekend car. What is it gonna be my weekend car? I love Mini. I mean, with this car, I love Mini. So does Mini have something also in the in the in the showroom that could be of interest to me? And this is gonna be the super Legera for those people. Okay. I think. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So yeah, like Todd mentioned, this is definitely something we're going to be talking about uh, a whole lot more in the coming weeks and months. Uh, don't you even worry. Uh, but for now, we're going to finish up because we've got more show to get to. We actually have an interview to get to. Is before we do that, I want to remind you guys about one more sponsor here underneath the white roof. Of course, our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. They're making the really cool custom design things out of unobtainium and carbon fiber that you and they're made with robots, and it's all from the future. Right. And this is all the really cool stuff that you want, like performance springs, springs are the mini dipstick, which is awesome. The mini shift knob, which is freaking awesome. I love that thing. All the mounts for your telephone, the intake manifold space are all the things. And, and don't forget the end gauge system, one of our other favorite pieces. And you can get all that over at CravenSpeed.com. Don't forget, sign up for the email newsletter so that when the, the site gets updated or something new gets added, you can go, oh, look, I found out about it because I got an email. Super awesome. Um, really cool stuff. And don't forget to is you don't have to buy your Craven Speed stuff from CravenSpeed.com. You can also buy it from Detroit Tuned, DetroitTuned.com. You can buy it at OutMotoring.com, kill two birds with one stone. You can buy Craven Speed stuff from whoever's selling Craven Speed stuff. That's all that matters because it's the best stuff that you can get. Uh, and that, of course, over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com, uh, home of the electric mini. Boom. Now, I think now would be a really good time if we jumped into the interview with Tony Paulson. He's motoring advisor at Mini of Murray, Salt Lake City. Uh, you can find out more about him. Actually, you can find out some really cool art from him. There's going to be a link to this and show over at thetonus.com. Uh, but let's just go and get right into that uh, interview now. All right, everybody. Uh, we are here tonight. we got a special guest, uh, Tony from Utah. Tony is a motoring advisor at, um, at a dealer in Utah. Tony, how's it going? It's going great. Awesome, awesome. Well, I we sure appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come on. We've been wanting to have a motoring advisor for a while, and of course, you know, we have to jump through a lot of the corporate hoops to do this. Um, and uh, you know, we can't. We, we understand we can't ask you everything, sure, <laughs> everything sure. we want to, but we're going to do our best to uh, to ask you what we can. So, like I said, we're going to dive right into some questions. And um, it's just me and Alex for this point of the show here. So, Alex, uh, what's our first question for Tony? Our motoring so, uh, the first question for Tony was about uh, him working at Mini. You know, how long he's been working on Mini, and uh, and um, and you know, why does he work at Mini? Like, has he has he you know worked in other for other car brands before? And uh, so, it's kind of a three part question, right? How long have you been working at Mini? Have you uh, why do you work for Mini? And uh, do you have any idea of how many how many cars you've sold so far? Sure, good question. Um, uh, I'm actually an artist by trade and, uh, my friends worked at BMW. And so I kind of got thrown in the mix when I was, you know, getting married. I didn't really have a job at the time cause I was doing just freelance art and, uh, um, which the father-in-law didn't think it was a job. So, um, my friend said, Hey, you should come try this. And so I, you know, <laughs> I knew everyone at BMW. They said, you know, I know the cars and I actually liked the mini clientele i knew the atmosphere i knew it was different than bmw in a like i fit more in with that um unorthodox style car brand right and so i i dove right into that and i've been with mini just shy of six years now oh wow okay yeah and so i roughly sell between you know 120 to 130 130 cars a year and uh um uh i've I've had a blast like i honestly have it and truly in, in in 
our dealership, we've we've had really close relationship with all the, all my coworkers. We're, we're all friends, and in and in the car world, it's really rare to find that. Um, I know in a lot of mini stores there is um, a lot more camaraderie, but the the industry has changed. And with, at our store, you know, I've got you know, there's a couple of us that have been there a long time, and so we're all friends. Like we hang out outside of work just as much as we do in work uh, or at work. Um, and so, yeah, that's what for us, that's what keeps us there. And, 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 and corporate sees that when they come by. They know we have a strong bond with our customers and our employees. Well, so. and the fact that you've been there for six years, um, how many motoring advisors are at your dealer? Right now, so they're doing the whole genius program. We've actually converted um, one genius over to a sales guy. So now we're back to five. We usually would run like a really tight crew of three of us. Right. Uh, myself and another guy um, who's been there, you know, almost 11, 11 years. He's, we're both assistant managers now. So, we're running our own deals, um, which I'll go into later. We're a little bit different kind of store than the than the other a lot more of the a lot other uh, stores out there. Um, but uh, so now there's five of us. We just needed more people on the floor. There's it's just a it's summer. It's busier. Sure, there's a lot sure. more people coming in. And is your dealer is it corporate owned or is it like an independent? You know, like a a, a small like independently owned dealer. We are luckily independent, and our owners kick ass. They okay. are they are fantastic people. They own you know the we've got the mini store, and then we've got BMW, and they also own BMW two BMW stores. One that's about uh, thirty miles away, just south of us. Well, that's awesome. It, se- it seems like it might be an odd question, but I know around the country there's a lot of mini dealers that are part of conglomerate groups, if you will. Like Penske owns a bunch of dealers, and of mm-hmm. course there's a Hendrick oh, uh, yeah. family and things <laughs> like that, and and things work differently, and so. It's understandable, like you said, that it's more family oriented when it's a small, you know, you know, kind of independent dealer. So, so that means that means a lot, and I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for you. It sounds like a fun place to work. So yeah. before uh, uh, so so before uh, Todd jumps into another question, uh, you mentioned the Genius Program. Can you share with uh, with people what it is? Uh, because I'm not sure everybody everybody knows. Sure, the Genius Program. Um, you know, it hasn't gone into full swing yet. Like, I mean, I guess our, our employees aren't considered geniuses just yet officially, but you know, it's basically a training program for salespeople almost and that they kind of immerse them in all the product knowledge. They, um, they get a feel for the brand and, and customers without having to like, feel like they have to sell or pressure or anything that, you know, is going to make them apprehensive. Um, so that's, I mean, the whole plan is to like get them to move into a sales position, hopefully. And they're just there to answer questions and they do a, for us, you know, our, our assistants or our geniuses do a great job of filling in, you know, if we're busy taking on test drives, things that, um, you know, if we're sitting down with people that have, you know, financial questions, we can work those through and they can take them on the, on the drives. Awesome. Awesome. So you've been there, you know, six years, you probably sold five, 600 cars on average, maybe a little more than that. Is there um, like a typical, what would you say the typical mini buyer is like? And, uh, um, you know, if you think there is a typical buyer, what's average uh, and what is, who, who is that person for you? Good question. It's, it's, that's crazy. It's a moving target. I would say most of my customers are middle-aged, you know, usually married. Um, the thing about any industry, especially car sales, is you, you can never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we'll get guys coming in with dirt under their fingernails, 
ripped jeans. And you know what? They're probably a potato farmer and they own, you know, <laughs> a million acres up in Idaho and they're probably going to pay cash for their car. Right. So the thing, and that's the beautiful thing about mini is like, you have no idea. Like, I mean, we have 20 year olds that walk in that are millionaires, you know, even in like in Utah, especially we have this huge Silicon Valley kind of thing going on here where, you know, you just can't judge a book by its cover. And, um, but overall, I'd say most of my customers are between 45 and 55, typically married, maybe some kids in the house or, or in college. That's, that's my average customer. That's fascinating. And I'm sure that varies by dealer, of course, but that's where you oh. are. So that's, that's great. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's even more fascinating because me living in cities, like, uh, like there, I see a typical mini buyer. It's someone that is, you know, fairly, fairly young in their, you know, late 20s, early 30s, uh, that's, you know, just started working or, uh, still living at their parents and, you know, they bought them like a mini or this just, you know, making a little bit of money and they decided to buy them, uh, to buy themselves a nice car as opposed to, uh, the people you describe, you know, in their 40s, you know, 40s, 50s that have, you know, kids, uh, already in college and stuff. So that's, so that's interesting. Absolutely. I, I, I would say in the Midwest, I would agree with you about the people who I see on a day-to-day basis. Um, because where I work, I work in the uh, really close to the service department where people come in. And so I see the customers and what cars they have. And I can tell if it's a brand new car, if it's an F56, or if it's an R56, or if it's an R53. And I can tell somebody's either the second or third owner of this car. Sure. And that you're right. It does vary. It could be anything from some, some kid in high school or college all the way up to, I would say, a majority of the people are in their 40s and 50s. That's, uh, it's the same here in the Midwest. And yeah. I think that kind of stuff blows the minds of, of people who think they understand what the mini brand is and who it targets and who it appeals to. Because, uh, you know, and, and, and we'll get to that as, as, uh, as we continue our questions here. But, but uh, fascinating information. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex? Uh yes, so let me find it. Sorry, you can you got me off guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think uh, the next question was about the um uh you know what so we so Todd and I you know I've I've, I've some experience with monitoring, monitoring advisors right and so uh, one of the things I was telling last week on the show was uh you know I I, I came you know in, into a dealer in the Boston area and I you know. Uh, sat into a JCW and I asked the, the monitoring advisor, like, do you know if those seats are standards? And I was pointing at the dynamic seats and he said, yes, they're standards. Like really like, yes, I'm like hundred percent sure they are, they are standard. Right. And I'm, and I said to him, are you sure? And he was not so sure anymore afterwards. So he went back, checked <laughs> and of course they were not, they were not uh standard. Right. So, so we, we always say on the show that, you know, we are not, you know, the, the right typical customer because we know more than monitoring advisors do. Sure. But in your opinion, like what makes a great monitoring advisor? Um, being service oriented, just being there to help people. And, you know, even as long as I have been there, I got stumped the other day, like totally embarrassed. But the customers knew, like, I wasn't like trying to make up an answer. I went back and said, you know, let me find the answer for you. And I just was like having a brain fart or something. And, um, I think it really boils down to just service. Like you, I tell my customers, you know, after the sales process, I say, you know, I, you're not finished with me. Like you've, you've, I work on commission, like you've paid for my service and this, you know, I have people that have been my customers for six years. And I said, you text me, you have my number, you, you know, smoke signal, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever way you need to get to me, get to me. Like I'm here for you. Like I, you know, it doesn't matter. It's two in the morning. Like if, if my phone goes off and I, and I'm, you know, not with my kids or something like that, like I'm here for you. Like I'm, this is my career. Like I want to, um, be there for you in a service oriented and mindset. So, 
you know, in, in the car industry, and I know Mini's changing where it used to be all custom orders and there's more of a sales process now with, you know, dealers carrying more inventory. But um, you've got to keep that mentality that you're there to serve and you're there to help people. And if you can keep that as your forefront, you know, you'll be successful as a motoring advisor or anything in sales or anything in life, I guess. I don't want to turn this into like some Tony Robbins moment. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but I think, you know, product knowledge, you want to stay on top of your product knowledge. You know, and there's a lot of new stuff coming out. And if you're, you know, sitting on your laurels and just, you know, knowing what you've known all these years, you've got to, you know, keep up with what the technology, you know, it's there's a lot of new stuff that that we've have to. Um, we haven't had before like BMW's had. So um, product knowledge obviously is, is key. And then, and then like, again, just, just really being customer oriented and, and, and just, you know, uh, having fun. I mean, that's the big thing and it's, and it can be stressful, you know, those months that don't start out great and you got to keep on top. When of you your... get to the middle of the month and it's the 15th of the month and you're like, I got two cars out. What am I going to oh, do? Like, oh my God, I'm going to pay my mortgage. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Like you've got to have fun. And that's one reason I stayed with many is, is the fun factor. And that's been, you know, my sales manager just, he's a retired Lieutenant Colonel. He just kicks ass. He's not a micromanager. And you know, sometimes maybe he should be, but at the same time, I'd rather have him be more like, you know, hands off and let me do my, my business. And I've grown as a person in the last six years. I mean, I've, I'm a totally different you know, uh, person and, you know, salesman, you know, totally. I've, I've, I feel confident, you know, with people and, right. and, uh, right. and that's, and that's the big thing. Well, you've been at it six years, which is a lot longer than, than, than a lot of people left. So that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you do a great job. So what do you think the, uh, what do you think the biggest misconceptions customers have about motoring advisors and then maybe about the mini itself? But well, I can go with the mini easily. It's like that they won't fit, you know. Yeah. Like guys all the time, they're like five seven, and they're like, "I'm not going to fit in this." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no, you're going to be fine." I have a friend who's six eight who drives one on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, my my tallest <laughs> customer six nine two sixty five ex basketball player, and and he's at two countrymen, and yeah. so you know that's the the big misconception with mini is you know. Will they fit? You know, of course, these are great questions. People are going to have their standard questions, but with like our countrymen, you know, is the all wheel drive great? Can I do great in the snow? And I'm like, man, I drive my 2003 um, R53 Cooper S. Like, I, I'm in the snow in Utah, you know, up the canyons with snow tires on. I'm like, you'll do fine. Like, you'll do great. Right. So, um, those are like kind of the big misconceptions. And I don't, I don't know if there's a misconception about a motoring advisor, you know, obviously, I mean the typical pe- people go into the typical car salesman. They're like, eh, I don't like car salesmen. They're all full of crap. And you know, they're going to lie to me and be a real jerk and everything like that. But I think many dealers in general across the country are different than that. And I think that's kind of what we were going after. Do you get people who walk in and think that they have to deal with you like they did the last guy at the Honda dealer or the Nissan dealer or whatever else? Let, uh, let me start with this. When when I was doing my first training, when I first started with Mini, they always would say – they'd say like, you know, when you're at a party, introduce yourself as a car salesman. And when they ask you what kind of cars, you know, oh, I sell Minis because it usually breaks the ice right, a right, little bit. Right, um, And with our dealership – and I let people know this because I'm, I'm selling myself as much as I am, the, you know, the car because I want them to know like you're going to have a good experience with me and, and, uh, and our dealership. Like we're the only Mini dealership that doesn't have a traditional – like F and I finance department guy or, you know, office. And we're very different that way. And, you know, and, and is there dealerships that make way more money on the back end? Of course, but the front end we're keeping like high customer retention. You know, when I tell people this, they kind of like 
they lower their guard. They're like, oh, that's cool. They're like, there's not other people. I'm like, no, it's me. Like, you know, if I have to ask my sales manager some specific question, I can't remember about the rates or whatever. Like we can go there. But typically like people just like, I'm, I'm like, I tell people, if you want to make this really difficult, we can make this difficult, but I'm not here to make it difficult for me or you. So let's like roll with this. Like, let's have a good time and, and let's get you a mini. Like, that's what it's all about is, you know, that's what you're here for. You're not here to buy a loaf of bread. You're here to get a mini. <laughs> so, so when you're saying that the, the process is very different, are you talking about the, uh, f- for example, someone like you, we do like the, you know, the introduction to the car, you help them choose the model, the options, and then also do the financing and all the paperwork. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, we're, you know, going to our trainings, guys are like envious of this because they have so many people touching their customers. You have, you know, and and we're, you know, California, you've got millions of people walking through the store. Sometimes you just need a team to help you. Yeah. But, um, but for us, yeah, it's the introduction and that's right from the get go. Like those first, you know, we have a training, you know, rocking the first five minutes and it's true. Like those first five minutes, you know, don't talk about the car. It's all about them. Like, let's find out about the people because that's going to direct you to what they want, what they need. Um, you're not trying to sell like what's the hot item of the day or the week or whatever you're spiffed on. Um, and, uh, you know, walking through the whole, like if, if I'm busy, you know, I can have assistants take them on a test drive, but that's, that's my mobile office. Like the mini is my mobile office. I've, I mean, I can only imagine, I wish I would have tracked how many test drives and miles I've put on these cars. Cause <laughs> you know, I, yeah. you know, people are like, aren't you scared? And you're in with all, like, they've got a driver's license. If I ever feel threatened, I know what the car can do. Like, has, thinking, any, has anybody ever wrecked a mini on a test drive? <laughs> no, actually I've been in the, I've been in the car. They haven't wrecked it, but I was with the only guy that got into an accident. And I asked him very politely, Hey, do you want me to back it into like our little demo area? He's like, no, I got this. I'm a professional word for what that's verbatim. What he said, and he back backs it right into our big, huge black pole holding up our, <laughs> our, our demo area. And I was like, are you kidding me? And of course he's like, left work he just bought a volkswagen his wife doesn't even know he's there we have to call the cops because we need we have to like report it and it was just like this total shit show we're like oh and like and it was so funny we're like oh man you should have just bought a mini like it was it was too funny that's too funny so yeah i just uh we're almost there i just wanted to uh just got a comment to what tony just uh, said uh i think it's great that you guys you guys are vertically integrated like this because uh on the show we've been advocating for this like for a very long time to to have something like this, you know, implemented across dealers in the U.S., we understand, as you said, that it's not always possible because in California there is such a huge volume so that you need a team to help you out. But having like one, you know, having to deal with just one person, I mean, that for me that changes the entire experience, and I, I think that's really, really a terrific thing you guys are doing. Awesome. Um, uh, I think the next question was about the uh, so so you know very often and maybe I'm one of those people. <laughs> uh, some buyers you know argue that price is everything, while others want price and service. What is what is your position on that? I love. I was so looking forward to this question when you sent it to me because I have stories galore about this where I've worked with people endlessly to help them get a mini and. They've gone somewhere else in their dealership. It could even been a used dealership somewhere. And they, you know, it's weird how people don't compute. Like they might save like 500 bucks going, you know, across borders, you know, to Colorado or somewhere else. And then they don't consider like taking time off work and, um, you know, the expense of driving a car back. And especially if they bring a trade, you know that they're going to probably get a different story when they get their trade in, you know, across the border. Cause they know those people aren't going to turn around and leave. They're not going to like put their tail between their legs and walk away. So, you know, price, 
there's honestly there's really not a huge margin in minis and there's not a lot of margin in a lot of cars we don't have holdback i mean you can look that up on like edmunds or a lot of different websites like we just don't have dealer holdback we'll get incentives here and there and you know and like we'll pass those on to the customers and and uh um make sure they're feeling like that you know that they didn't leave money on the table that they you know it's one of those industries that's still kind of the wild west and um uh that you want to you know you want to feel like you got a good deal um but uh price yeah price you know there's more value in in the experience and if you know if you have a crappy motoring advisor and you just want to drill in for price i i, I get you but if you have someone that's really trying to take care of you you know that's where we make our living and you know if i ever discount a car you know it's not it's nothing huge but you know i'd rather buy them like all season floor mats or like the stumpy the sporty antenna or you know, something of value, like, uh, like for us, it's like the roof racks. I'm like, if you look at that roof rack and I buy you a ski rack, it's like, you know, about $400 total. Um, you're going to remember that. You're not going to remember the $400 discount I gave, I gave you. You're going to remember every time you put your skis in there to go up the Canyon that I gave that to you, that that was part of the, you know, the deal or the experience. So, um, you know, some people, like I said, they, they do get caught up in price. And even me, like I'm in sales, like I want a good good price. Like I'm always, you know, Googling stuff and Amazon Prime and like all this stuff. But sometimes it just um, well, take care of the people, especially if they're local. Like, you know, I've been six years. Like people know if they call me, I'm there for them, you know. And, or and if I'm they're a regular like, customer and it's their second or third mini. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, like and I'm and, you know, and I've had p- customers that have bought four or five minis from me, their whole family. They've all paid MSRP and they're completely happy with that. Well, they know, and, and tra- like, yeah, that's, traditionally, that's what people do everywhere in the country. And that's that used to be make it easy for motoring advisors back from in the early days of like 2002, 2003. In fact, most places were charging, you know, fifteen hundred dollars more than Oof. MSRP because they were in such demand. Yeah. And but now, like you said, I think it's gotten a lot more competitive and people think, well, the guy down at the Volkswagen dealership is going to knock me four thousand dollars off on the GTI. And you're yeah. like, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to happen come, here. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, heck, we. I mean, now we have like Mercedes and Audi really kind of coming down market, yeah. and like I kind of think they're bastardizing their brands. You know, even though BMW is kind of doing like they're they're bringing like the X1, which I had one. Like I love that car. Like there's a lot of good things that are coming. Like like some of these higher end cars are really going cheap, and so that's why Mini I think is even going. I know it's a different question, but like going up, 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 up scale and like you know trying to take some of their their traction away from them because well you know if you're gonna spend 35 grand you know hey get a mini it's gonna give you all these other you know yeah that segues to our next question then is that um from what we've heard and this isn't like this isn't definite yet but <clears throat> from what we can see is the mini is they're they're changing their brand a bit they're kind of uh doing a corporate identity shift if you will and they're going a little more upscale a little more premium um and they're considering their that the, the mini is in a, a premium class of cars, not luxury. They they don't want to use the word luxury, but a premium small car class. And yeah. they kind of created that back in 2002 for, for what it was. And then everybody else caught up to it because now everybody and their brother has everything from, you know, navigation as an option to uh, a rear. I mean, get a rear camera and a Chevy spark for crying out loud. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, the question is with with Mini doing that and the fact that you said your average buyer is, you know, probably 40 to 55 years old, something like that. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's really going to make a difference to your sale of Target, you know, Target market if Mini tries to move a little more upscale or is it just going to finally uh, uh, start fitting into the people who are buying the Minis currently? I don't know. 
we we were talking about this yesterday at you know just around the office we were kind of talking about it because i mean people are expecting more of their vehicles you know everyone walks in and they want rear view cameras or or they want that connect when i tell people with the base radio that they don't have bluetooth connectivity for their music it's kind of like really and i can get over that and some people just they're looking for a a cheaper car they don't have to have that they're just excited Mm -hmm. to be in a mini so um i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be different and uh it's i mean our our big brother you know bmw they do such a great job it's like it's you know if you have a countryman in the future going to compete against an X1 you know I don't know it's going to be it's going to be different it's 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 definitely changing that way yeah well I I think that's awesome and I think with the clubman and we haven't touched on that much but with the with the clubman coming out now from what I read in the press release that Bluetooth streaming for your music is going to be standard on the car um, yeah I, yeah I I think it will be too Mini Connected is going to be in every car um, I think. Mini Connected at this point is useless for the most part. We've had it in two different Minis, um, and the 2014 that we've got now that's got Mini Connected, we've used it a total of, I think, twice in a year. Um, And I'm pretty tech-savvy, but uh, so here's hoping. I'm still crossing my fingers that they do something to to kind of entice people with that technology, and uh, it's not something, because I used to say, oh, you got to get the nav because you want to stream your your music from your iPhone without taking it out of your pocket. Well, now with the Clubman, but the question then remains, and this is just speculation here, is, is the Clubman going to be the premium end of the brand? Is it going to have all of the high-end stuff? And is the hardtop just going to be, oh, if you want that, you're going to have to pay for it as an option? I don't know. Well, it's interesting that, you know, in the, in the, when we started ordering the, the F56 last summer, or I guess spring, you know, for the 14s, we ordered a bunch in manual transmission and a lot of Cooper S's and we learned quickly. I mean, within that month of getting those cars, everyone wanted the Cooper in an automatic or even the S in the automatic. Cause you got, you know, the, I know. The, and I'm just left shaking my head over that. <laughs> it's and you know, and it's, I understand that I get it. Like my, we have a paceman, the paceman's automatic. I mean, my mother-in-law drives it and like my Oh three, obviously it's a stick. It's a Cooper S. But um, the new transmissions are they're fast. I mean, look at the M3, look at the oh, M5, yeah. look at all these vehicles. These, I mean, it's where they're going. And I know Mini's smaller. And it's kind of that you know retro throwback. But even the people buying it, they don't want to shift anymore. They got knee replacements. They've got. They're just tired of shifting <laughs> in the city. But, you know, so, and I have those. You know, it's it's funny. My one of my oldest customers, he's 82, and he had a. Uh, um, diabetes so he lost his left foot like most of it and he's the one that drives a stick he drives a stick uh, a manual transmission countryman oh, wow. which is just awesome yeah <laughs> uh, but uh uh what was i gonna say uh well i i think the new automatic transmissions are getting better and better your kind of point was that as, well, as they get better and better it's not so much a the enthusiasts are going only going for the manual transmissions anymore which i think they are to an extent but as I drive, like we drove the F56 cross country at Mini Takes the States last year, and it was an automatic. And I think we all really liked it. We're all like, I could, oh, yes, we did, yeah. I could yeah. live with this car every day, especially if, like Alex, I'm in the city and I'm driving in traffic all the time. I would rather have the uh, the automatic. But yeah, oh, abs- well, the thing I was, I, I, I remember I was going to say is, so when we ordered all these cars, you know, I know a lot of dealers because the Cooper is such a cool car, and you know, and the price has gone up a little bit that they're ordering a lot of these cars without the media package. And without, you know, the mini connected screen and the enhanced Bluetooth. And so I think minis, you know, going to force dealers. And that's I also think that's why they're putting the eight speed transmission in the S 
versus the Cooper for right now because it's going to entice more people to go with the Cooper S. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just a side note, I don't know how, like, breaking corporate rules, but we can't can't just build Coopers. You know, there's just not enough profit margin in a Cooper to sustain a a company this size. You've got to have, you know, JCWs in the mix. You've got to have Cooper S's, and you've got to – they built such a great uh, base model car. It's like – well, it's like we got we got to spice up the the Cooper S's now. I know. I love to tell the story back in 2003 when I went to buy a Mini for the first time. Um, at the time, I was I went in. I had the order in hand. I went online. I built it. I had all my options chosen, and I went in to buy the Cooper. And we went and drove it. And we're like, yes, we love it. This is what we want. We didn't even drive the S. And the salesperson was like, I tell you what, just drive the S. And see what you think, you know, and he tosses me the keys to his car, his personal car. Because back in 2003, they just didn't have that many there. What right? a badass. That's a good guy. <laughs> so he's That's like, here's the keys to my car. You don't have, he goes, just go drive it. I'm not telling you to buy it, but just so you know, right? I didn't get out of the parking lot before <laughs> I'm like, screw it, I'm buying the S. So That's awesome. I think from a sales standpoint, when, when somebody does something like that, is they come in and you're like, listen, I'm not telling you to spend an extra three grand, but make your own decision and sure. don't make it without knowing what's on the table. Sure, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, I, I've, I've willingly put people in a Cooper and they said they wanted to ask just to see if they noticed. And they're like, yeah. damn, this is quick. And I'm like, yeah, this is the base model. They're like, what the crap? So, well, and the new one's even better. That's the thing is when you that's, put that's what in. I mean. Not, not, not when they were like, you know, the, the R, the R56 and stuff. I mean, like right now, currently what we have, there was just more of a different, there was just more of a difference in the previous two generations. And now yeah. I think it's a little yeah. peppier and people will be like, Hey, the Coopers are great because you know, we've got an F56 Cooper. I've got a GP. Um, and then we had uh, an R56 Cooper for a while. So I've been all over the board, uh, you know, from Cooper to Cooper S. And, you know, personally, I'm I'm sticking with my JCW. So. Oh, well, damn, you've got a, a GP. Yeah. Seriously. We, we just sold a WC50. Our, our sales manager, it was his, his car. And then when he sold it, a guy just traded it on a BMW. And a, a kid just bought it. He was like 26. We're like, dude, you have a kick-ass car. Yeah. And it's like, and that's a that's a that was a cool car. Yep, and yep, so yep. I've got a couple of GP owners as well. One of the rarest car. Well, that's awesome, Tony. We don't want to take any more of your time. You've been uh, uh, fantastic to, you know, come share with us a little bit about the life of a, a motoring advisor at a mini dealer. <laughs> it sounds like you have fun at what you do, and I think that's what everybody wants to hear. So, yeah, yeah, and- we. We really appreciate it, and um, and Absolutely. if you want to plug anything, you know, like you said, you were an artist, or if you want to plug uh, anything about Mini of Murray, just go ahead. This is your time. Yeah, uh, Murray dot com. That's 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 us. Uh, personally, I because it, I, everyone at Mini knows me as like the artist, at least you know the people I've done trainings with and everything. And so, like you know, during Christmas time, I used to draw everyone's minis that they bought for me, which got painstakingly too hard to do because I just, you know, with the years there, I can't do that anymore. But I still send out personalized cards every year for Christmas and and have done so to like even the people at corporate, um, you know, for different events and whatever. But yeah, I, I, I do the Comic-Con stuff and my website's the Tonus, T-H-E-T-O-N-U-S.com. I, I do a lot of superhero stuff and and for and on a philanthropy side, like every every print I sell, um, I give one to a kid in a, in a hospital. So that's something I'm kicking off this year. So that's awesome. Um, 
which That's which awesome. is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm doing some art right now for LA Galaxy, which is pretty cool with that series. So um, yeah, hopefully making my mark, you know, just you want to diversify, I guess, you know, so and mini, honestly, like a lot of my art customers, my my clientele comes from the mini brand and people are ex- enthusiastic about their cars. We have a really good car group here. So I, I draw, I, they commission me to do their cars a lot. Like I draw a lot of minis. So, so yeah, so it's minis, minis been good to me. Like there's, you know, it's a, it's a great brand and I'm really excited to see what happens over the next, uh, you know, three to five years with the, you know, the new countryman coming after the clubman and the new convertible next year. And, uh, you know, and, um, you know, I don't think going upscale is a bad thing. Like I'm a BMW fan, you know, since I was a, a, a little kid and I've had multiple BMWs as well, you know? And so, um, it's nice that the, the quirky brand's going to have some of those, those fun features from the, from big brother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to that also. We can't wait for the clubman. So hopefully that'll, uh, that'll give a, you know, sales and, and numbers a kick in the pants for everybody because you know, Hey, it's one more model for people to come into your dealer. Well, go, I don't have to <laughs> yeah, choose from three anymore. <laughs> I, well, I know now we're like, well, crap. Cause the four door sells so well. I love the four door right. and it's like, well, crap. Is it just going to be like the clubman sells? But I think, you know, they, I think they've got their niches down, you know? And yeah, um, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's totally awesome. Tony, we sure appreciate your time then. We'll put a link to your uh, website in you, our show notes then. You guys are great. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thank you. Right, yeah. Take care. Cool. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Thanks again, Tony, for joining us. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's always nice when we get to talk to people that aren't ourselves. And this time, actually talking to like a real live, honest to goodness motoring advisor who actually seems like he gets it. Um, this is the kind of guys that we really like. And you're super lucky if many of Murray is your dealer and you've had the chance to have Tony as your MA. That's just an amazing experience. Thanks again. You can uh, check out all of Tony's art over at the Tonus, T-H-E-T-O-N-U-S.com. He does some really cool like comic book type art. Uh, Alex is actually going to buy one of his prints because he's got a lot of Star Wars stuff over there. Totally, totally, totally yeah. going to buy a couple of them. Yeah. There's, there's a link to that in the show notes and don't forget he works. Uh, if you're in Salt Lake City and you just want to Really nice motoring experience. Just cruise by Mini of Murray. We've stopped there multiple times during Main Takes the States, and it's always a great time. It's a nice place. Go check them out. Hey, man, they helped a lot of people out last year on the way through. Yeah, they really did. Mini of Murray was one of the – Mini of Murray and uh, the dealer in Albuquerque, man, they stepped up in a big way helping out cars that broke down starting off from California. I mean, they stepped up, and they stepped up huge. They did. Um, And for that, I mean, big thanks for them to that. Yep. Anyway. Uh, and with that, I believe we're done. Motoringstripes.com. Go check them out. Motoringstripes.com. You guys have been there, right? You order stripes from many from Motoringstripes.com. I was just making sure because uh, I heard you like Motoringstripes.com, so we're putting some Motoringstripes.com in your Motoringstripes.com. And you may be waiting for that uh, white roof radio sunroof delete kit, too. I'm still waiting on the white roof radio sunroof delete kit, but I know if I keep asking. You know there's going to be a huge announcement when it comes out, right? It's going to be a huge Oh, my God. <laughs> Skywriting. There's going to be a press release and everything. Nice. There's going to be a rebranding. There's yeah. going to be plenty of things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and maybe we'll get Alex to do maybe maybe we'll get Alex to do like a what was it you were doing a bar mitzvah a bar mitzvah for the uh, for motoring badges yeah. or motoring stripes sorry yeah yeah, yeah but you want bonus stripes for your car you can get them at motoringstripes.com. you want the the Countryman boot protector strip that's the best piece you got to have that if you have a Countryman you'll get that over at motoringstripes.com. and there's some other roof graphics over there that you can get go over there don't forget use the coupon code of five zero five zero you'll save percent. Five percent on your order. Super awesome of Todd to do that for us. Thank you, Todd. Oh, you're supposed to say welcome. You're welcome because um, that's what polite people do. Anyway, go over <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Ringstripes.com. You know, <laughs> blank is boring. 
But this is the part show. We're done. So thanks for everybody for joining us. We once again hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say. Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, this is Stevie. I'm done. Cheers. A bientôt.